0: answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-W-O-R-T-H. Welcome to All Worth's Money Matters. I'm
1: Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. So glad you are joining us today as we talk about financial matters. Um, both myself and my co-host here, we're both financial advisors, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant, and we uh, help people like yourself throughout the week and broadcast this radio program on the weekends. And of course, many of you listen to podcasts and we have a special program. Do we? This particular week. Because let me in on it. We've got a couple things happening right now. Uh, one, we are celebrating 25 years of doing this radio program. Wow. At the same time, it's just interesting how these came together at the same time. We're also celebrating a milestone of having one million downloads of our Money Matters podcast. Now, I don't know if the, we just, I think we already just hit It didn't exactly happen the exact same, like but we're the,
2: celebrating it, it at this or, particular time. Yes. Day. It's like having your birthday sometime during the month, but choosing this day to celebrate it. Is that it? My daughter's on Christmas Eve. So you celebrated the whole month she of December. She just one gift. <laughs> <right>? Of course. <laughs> and my son, my son is uh, New Year's Day. It's um
1: he gets kind of festive,
2: off. anyway. So it's so, uh, twenty five years on the air, Scott uh, Hansen and myself, uh, Pat McLean. So we'll be we'll I'm, be
1: talking a bit about uh, throughout the show. We'll kind of sprinkle some of the stuff, and not to bore you, we'll talk about some of the memorable calls we've had. Um, and I, Pat, I, <laughs> I mean, this is one of the strangest things over the years. It was a uh, couple of uh, they were called. They're looking towards retirement, and I was talking to them. And they've been together, like, I don't know, 27 years, and they weren't married. And so this was not on the radio show, or it was? Yeah. Oh, it was. They weren't married. They weren't married. And I said something to the effect of, I was just kind of joking, like, when are you going make- <laughs> to make her an honest woman? I was kidding, right? Because they've been living together for 20 20- mm-hmm. When are you going to make her an honest woman? And I was just kind of joking. And then they'd call back uh, several months later and said, we took your advice and got married. And I oh, said, wow. <laughs> "Wow, I'm like, "No, no, no! I was joking. I would. I don't know if you should be married or not. Maybe you shouldn't be married. But
2: I hope they're still married." That was one of the stranger ones. I hope. I, I do know. have a a radio story. Um, I was driving uh, in Northern California. I, I was driving home from the airport. It was late at night, and uh, I I was. I was speeding. I was going above the speed limit, and I was pulled over by a highway patrolman. And um, so he approached my car, and I rolled down all my windows and turned the lights on uh, so that he could see into the automobile. I have friends that are highway patrolmen, and uh, I can't imagine a scarier thing than walking into a car at night. It was probably 1230 at I night.
1: Know, I had a question to a friend of mine who's a highway patrolman, recently retired highway patrolman. He says, I said, isn't that scary as like ah. So you get used to that. I mean, the first few time, first year or two, and after that, it's like you don't even think about it. Well,
2: i i roll I roll no, anyway. my windows down, turn the lights on. So the gentleman asked me if I was the highway <laughs> you, patrolman. You if, threw out
1: your 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 stash, like oh, you see yeah. on cops <laughs> or live PD. My wife likes watching live PD. Anyway, um, continue. So hopefully, uh, it's not a situation like that.
2: No, no. So anyway, so the gentleman looks at my license, uh, driver's license, and he says, um. um what what industry are you and in? I said I'm in finance. He said Oh your radio show. He said I love it. Um, he didn't even go back to his car to like run the thing. He said What do you think about the markets now? It's twelve thirty at night. I've been speeding for a, a reason. I'm tired. I'm trying to get home. A <laughs> reason.
1: <laughs> it's all justified in your mind. I'm nothing to, wrong with my speed. I'm
2: trying to get home. So he says, Well, tell. What do you think about the market? I listened to your radio show. What do you think about the markets? And finally, after about five minutes, I said to him. You know, officer, I was speeding for a reason. I'm kind of in a hurry. I want to get home. <laughs> Can I get an escort? No. So uh anyway, we corresponded by email a few times after that. Oh it was, uh, so you didn't get a ticket? I did not get a ticket. You used to... your privilege. Oh, as a minor celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> as a sub minor celebrity. Yeah. Well,
1: we've had anyway, we'll be talking some about our show, how we got started. Um where we see it going from here and that sort of thing. And, of course, we'll be taking your calls. If you'd like to join us, 833-99-WORTH is the number. That's 833-99-WORTH. Fortunately, this last week, actually, we had volatility. Volatility, if it's if it's only 500 points, you don't really think about it anymore. <laughs> and the, I mean, the fact is the markets are much higher than they were at the, at the oh, lows in March. Significantly. And we're seeing these horrendous numbers of unemployment decline in consumer spending, uh, um, retail sales. but it's not a, but it's not a surprise. No. I mean, the the headline numbers and some of the way they're written and the way the reporters spewed out, like it's this shock, but it's, of course,
2: this is going to happen. You can't shut down everything. Yes. And expect savings rates are at all time highs, uh, for those people that have money. Um, it is. And it is affecting uh, the higher your uh, college or uh, post-college education, the less you're affected by this. Which Oh, is, yeah.
1: Oh, you want to talk about the, I mean, the inequality gaps have just widened dramatically
2: in a relatively short period yeah, of time. It's really, they, um, they were wide before, but it is widened uh, even further.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of jobs can't work from home. Yes. Anyway, that's um, it's sad. It's sad. It is sad. It really is. No, it's it's uh, I think a lot of people are in a bit feel a bit of
2: mourning. Yeah. And, um, and, the, and the problem is it's a we don't know when it's over. And by saying when it's over, we don't you, know what that means. We don't even know what that means because each state and or county is dealing with it a little bit differently. Just talking to a f- uh, our office in uh, in Texas. So we're in Sacramento, but we have offices in Texas and Atlanta. Georgia, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, Atlanta yeah. barely ever shut down. He he was, he went. They he, had
1: lunch. They were talking about, like, he, I was talking in the afternoon, he was talking about he had lunch with yeah. a colleague or something. Yeah. Like, you went out to lunch with a friend? It's a strange. Like, you get arrested in California. You can't do that. It's a
2: strange, strange, strange thing. So To what end, we don't know. We all but have those stories. The end, we're not going to go into stories. Like at the end, we will, um, we'll know. At the end, we'll know.
1: Whatever the end is. Yes. <laughs>
2: This will pass at some point in time, is too, whether
1: shall whether it's through, well, we all read this stuff. Anyway, let's keep it on finance today because it sounds more fun. Eight <laughs> three three ninety nine worth is the number. Let's go to Colorado, which I also have an office in Colorado. We're talking with Mark. Mark, you're with All
3: Worth's Money Matters. Uh, hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Mark? Good. Good. Hey, I got a question that has nothing to do with coronavirus. Good. Um, it's, it's hard not, it's hard um, to go more than five minutes in a conversation with it not coming up somewhere i know um well my my dad recently passed away about a month ago sorry about that and uh but uh he uh unbeknownst to my mom he left uh, all of uh, me and my siblings uh, some gold and um <clears throat> We're not exact. I'm not exactly sure what to do with it. How did he. Was it physical gold? Yes.
1: Like in bars or coins? Coins.
3: And how much? Uh, Let's see. uh, Each of us got 25. Coins? One ounce.
1: Okay, 25 ounces each. Uh, And you received this through when he passed
3: away. Yes. We, well, we became aware of it when he passed away, yes.
1: But he didn't gift it to you before he died. He gifted it to you in his will or his trust?
3: Yes, okay.
1: yes. And the reason I ask is it has to do with the difference in tax treatment, because if you, in, if you inherit an asset like gold, your cost basis for what we assume you paid for it for tax purposes is stepped up to the, the fair market value on the date of his death, if, on, on the other hand, if, if on his deathbed, as an example, he decides to hand you these coins as a gift, now it's not an inheritance, it's a gift, and the,
2: your cost basis would have carried forward to whatever he had paid for the gold. Which means that there'd be some tax liability uh, due when you sold the coin. When you said unbeknownst to your mother, does your mother have enough money to live comfortably? Yes. More than comfortably. You're not worried about yes. it at all. Okay, what's your no. question for us?
3: Uh, well, basically, um, well, I didn't know what the
2: tax ramifications were. Zero. Because,
3: well,
1: relatively
2: um, zero. You could, you okay. could actually take a loss on it. We don't, it depends on the date you sell it.
3: Well, I don't even know what you paid for it. It doesn't well, matter. No no no, right? no, no, no. It doesn't
2: matter. It matters what the value of the gold was on the date you took possession. No, the that day he sorry, died. The day he died. The day he died.
3: Oh, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, you could use an alternative date six months later, but only if his estate's very complicated. So the,
2: the date he died is what the value is. So there's, uh, let's assume there's little to no tax ramifications on it. What's okay. your question for us? Uh,
3: would now be a good time to sell
2: it and would, put it into something else. Would you buy it today? If you had $40,000. Yeah, if you had $40,000 thereabouts, would you take that 40000 and go out and buy gold with it? No. What would you buy?
3: I would probably invest it in something else like a second home or something.
2: All right. There's your answer.
3: So That's your your answer. There's
1: no reason for you to keep it. Okay. Okay. Because there's not a tax. The nice thing when there's no tax consideration at this point. So any investment you have that has no tax consideration, it could be something like this. Maybe it's something in a a retirement account where there's no tax consideration. We don't have to worry about any capital gain taxes. When there's zero tax consideration, any investment you you own, you need to be asking yourself, would I buy
2: this today? And if the answer is yes, then you keep it. If the answer is no, then you sell it. If the answer is some of it, then you sell part of the position. And oftentimes
1: we see people hold assets like in this situation because – They've inherited it and they think, well, if it's good enough for dad or dad had this, so in order to honor him, I should, which is, I always find those a little odd, but um, that's, some people will keep it. Or uh, sometimes people will, will hold investments too long because it's it came, they bought it for one price. It fell in price. It's a terrible investment, but they don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge a loss. So they're going to keep it until it comes back in value, which is another foolish thing to do.
2: But. So if you wouldn't buy the gold you inherited today, then sell it and in- Pretend you had $40,000 in cash and go that direction. Yeah.
1: And I just call up a couple of coin dealers around town and get them on the phone and tell them what you've got and see what they'll do for you. All righty.
3: Okay. Okay. Sounds good.
1: I Appreciate right. the call. Glad you called, Mark. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Thanks. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's we often see uh, people will hold. I it was, it was a few months ago, Pat. We had a call on this program. We're celebrating our 25th show here at Allworth's Money Matters. We had a call a few months back, and it was before all the downturn, and he uh, had a bunch of Chevron stock that he inherited. You know, his dad had gifted him over the years. Remember yes, this question? Yes, Maybe it was yes. four or five months ago. Yes. And I remember saying, I would sell that Monday morning. Right? I wouldn't wait any time, because uh, he was thinking about diversifying, It it became a large piece. That it was a large about, portion of his portfolio. We talked about and his, he had inherited it. Well, let's hope he took the advice. Well, I thought about that, as we've seen when, when when oil went negative. I thought about that particular call, and it's like, you never know what comes tomorrow, and why diversifying is always an important thing to do, so. Yeah.
2: And remember that the, 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 the position that you hold doesn't know you own it. So the gold doesn't know you own it. You shouldn't have a, an emotional attachment to an investment. You should try to detach yourself emotionally as much as you possibly can from an investment.
1: Yeah. And gold's, I mean, is gold an investment or is it just a store of wealth?
2: I, 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 we could get into the semantics if I thought, but it gold. doesn't produce anything. That's correct. It Doesn't collect. It rents. doesn't have a factor of production no. it, involved in it. No, correct. It doesn't pay any dividend. It, probably it doesn't pay interest. But depends on how you're you're buying it. If you think that it's going to go up in value, it's an investment. If you're it's using speculative a investment. Stuff. Yes, I, I'm not saying I would buy yeah, it. I just,
1: I know. Well, if you're going to have gold, you should have guns too. Yeah. I mean, if things got that bad. Yeah, the gold's not going to matter and unless yeah, you have something to protect it. And be it. a young militia working for you. <laughs> okay, well, I think we've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking. <laughs> I
2: think we've gone too far. <laughs> I don't know. I've been reading some of the news. You get all these strange stories about oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's going on in the and world. And you shouldn't move out of any sort of urban environment.
1: Have a well with solar panels. Yes, <laughs> or we could
2: just take the next call. Okay, Scott. let's <laughs> take the next call.
1: Uh eight three three ninety nine worth is the number to be part of Allworth's Money Matters with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. We're talking with Nathan in Northern California. Nathan, you're with Allworth.
4: Hi, Scott and Pat. Thanks for taking my call today. Yeah, thanks. Uh longtime listener. Um, appreciate the few minutes you guys are gonna spend with me today. Oh, oh good. thank, thank you. you.
2: Appreciate that. And we do as well.
4: So, um, just cutting to the chase, I wanted to dive in a little bit to the CARES Act um, and the ability to withdraw funds from a 401k slash 403b. I'm reading information regarding the federal stance on it, but I'm having a hard time getting accurate or just plain details in writing from how the state of California handles it historically the state of California penalizes you 2.5% for sure. early withdrawals out of your retirement account. Do you guys know if they have since removed that penalty under the cares act?
5: Well, with? yeah.
2: For a couple of questions before you answer that. How old are you?
4: I'm 40 years old.
2: And what do you want to do with the money when you withdraw it?
4: Well, so I'm pretty heavily involved. I've been to multiple workshops from you guys. And um, so my, my, my thinking of wanting to do this is either A, take money out of the tax deferred and roll it into a Roth because I'm a huge fan of the Roth because of the future tax implementations that I think are coming down the road, okay. or B, possibly... Seeing what options I have as far as taking that money out and paying off my existing home, so I'm just trying to see options at got the moment it, and it. talk
2: to different individuals. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. How much you? Uh, so let's let's address those. So the Roth. This doesn't work on the Roth situation uh, that that you described. So A doesn't work because this would be a withdrawal, and you're asking about a taxation on a withdrawal, and taking money in out of this would not be a rollover to withdraw. So that A doesn't work. B is your home. So what do you owe on your home?
4: Well, can we talk about A really quick before okay. we move on?
2: Sure. So
4: A, the way I would handle A would be um, I would withdraw the $100,000, and then um, my current employer allows me to fund up to, I believe it's $50,000 into a DCP um, with my paychecks and then roll it over to a Roth. So I would just basically fund all my whole paycheck into a DCP and then roll it over to a Roth. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do a direct rollover, but that's how I would handle then, that withdrawal.
2: And then live on, and then live on uh, that, where you would be funneling exactly. these dollars out of your paycheck into the DCP, which you would actually convert then to a Roth.
4: Exactly. Well, so it would end up making its way in there.
2: What Are you doing that today? Are you not making the contributions to the 401k and funding the DCP? So what you just said told me that we should only fund the 401k to the match level that the company matches on and rest of the deferred income should go to a DCP. So you could roll it into a Roth. Are you doing that today?
4: Well, I work for a state organization, so we don't have a 401k and we don't have any match. So it's a 403b. And so since they don't match, anything in my 403b i throw everything into a dcp so roughly i'm contributing thirty three hundred dollars a month into the dcp after tax and then monthly calling fidelity and rolling it over into a roth
2: okay so you're doing that already so for uh the so you've got a defined contribution plan that you're actually funding out of payroll and then rolling it into the roth how much money do you have in your 457 plan or your four hundred three B. I'm sorry.
4: Four fifty three. Yeah. So the four hundred three B has about. Let me set these down before I called you guys. So my four hundred three B has three hundred twenty eight thousand in the four hundred three B, and then I, the rollover that I have tied to that has a hundred thousand. I've been strategically really trying to fund that Roth because I feel taxes are going to go up in the future. So I'm almost done pre tax funding. And I'm just trying to focus all my attention on Roth funding from this point forward.
2: Got and how much do you have in the Roth now?
4: So I have multiple Roth accounts, right? So I have the told. rollover Roth yep. account that has 100. And then I have my other traditional Roth IRA that has another
1: 100. So I've been doing research on the um, – uh, whether the, the California has conformed to the um, CARES Act on some aspects, they have; some they have not. They have when it comes to the, waiving the two and a half percent penalty. So I, but I, it would I, still
2: okay. be a taxable event. Yes, it's still a taxable event. Sure. but there's not the two and a half percent penalty. Okay. But the DCP would make up for that. I kind of like your thinking. Um, I kind of like where you're going with this. Um, so let's answer the. So I like. So let's go to A. Uh, by the way, you are a student of financial planning, obviously. Um,
1: you also need to be affected by the COVID-19. You can't just be...
2: Are you affected by it? Everyone's affected wow. by which it.
4: Which we are because okay. of childcare, right? Because okay. there's, okay. That, there's that, that step three that really allows that window to be open, right? So
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us about the home mortgage. So let's go to B, which is the home mortgage. What do you owe on the home?
4: So 200000 I owe, and the house is currently worth 600
2: And what's the interest rate?
4: My interest rate is 4.5, and I'm 10 years into a 30-year loan.
2: And why it's haven't great. you refinanced?
4: Because when I call them, they tell me that the expense of refinancing wouldn't basically make it worth it per uh, se. You've got, you've got to call someone else.
2: You've got to call someone else.
4: Yeah. Okay. I just talked to the person that I have my loan now with currently, s- and they're telling me that this
2: call. Call someone else. Call someone else. And what you could Was do. Was it a loan okay. broker you
1: talked? It's, per- it's or is it the company that services your mortgage?
4: It's it's the company that holds my loan. Yeah, That's what. So they
2: they don't, so don't they, want to do they no, <laughs> there's, they're disincentivized to the, have
1: you refinance.
2: The economics to them are actually negative if you refinance.
1: Yeah, not to you. It's good to you. Negative right. for them. They were confused. So uh, it well, does have negative right. financial implications, but not to you. To them.
2: So you. Uh, so I like the thinking of. Uh, of doing the defined contribution plan, taking the money out, paying taxes on it, pushing it all into the Roth. So what you're trying to do is get some parity between uh, taxable accounts at retirement and non-taxable accounts at retirement, which is what it sounds like. And at the same time, simultaneously, I would look to refinance this mortgage into a 15- or 20-year fixed product, um, and it would bring your payments down. My guess is that you could increase your payments by a couple hundred dollars a month and move into a uh, 15-year fixed rate mortgage and have this thing retired in your mid fifties. And I would call a broker to do that. Uh, In fact, I'd call two brokers and I'd get quotes on uh, what the going rate was. And I would start that process immediately. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait a day. So uh, we answered both a and B favorably. uh, But I I like your thinking. I, I, I I would go with that. Normally uh, uh, you the environment wouldn't present itself uh, to do yeah. this uh, in a normal environment, but the way your company plans are structured and how they fit here, it works brilliantly.
4: Okay, all righty, good. Th- thanks for taking my. Take,
2: all
1: for right, taking the
4: appreciate
1: company. the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's it's, it's, it's lots of different situations,
2: right? Isn't it? <laughs> I know this right? is because if he, he understood his plans well
1: enough, uh, and he understood the plan, and look, he did he. It's interesting to call like that. So, he was what forty one? Yeah, he's going to be right. fine.
2: By the way, we're not worried about him. No, no,
1: <laughs> no. But someone who really t- pays attention to their finances. He said he's gone to a couple of our educational workshops. He's probably attended others. My guess. This program. And you know, some, it's interesting. Sometimes people say, "Do we, I need a financial advisor or not?" Like, if you choose to do things on your own, which is fine, make sure you're like Nathan. Yeah, you understand it. He's forty-one and going to different retirement workshops, understanding all the implications, and can do that sort of analysis. Because if not, the challenge is, oftentimes you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And so he's, you he, he's, you know what
2: you know what you know, and then you can
1: you can go to certain
2: websites and stuff and follow the news and try to put together a plan. But he's using the CARES Act uh, in this window of time uh, to reset his finances, which is interesting. And the act they're working on right now is the HEROES Act. And the act after that will be the Superheroes Act. We have acts that have nothing that would but... that they're calling it the HEROES Act? The HEROES, Heroes Act. That's Who's the, the one hero? They, oh, it's some acronym for something. Herculean effort. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Every act sounds good. Patriot Act, CARES Act, SECURE Act. Secure. <laughs> Every act. <laughs> You got to laugh at some of the stuff, or else you're gonna go crazy. Yeah, they never come out with a crap act, right? It's like
1: uh, just, uh, somebody you, know, you know, there a lot of those little memes going around early on, but there's like less and less. Uh, you know what I mean? The,
2: yes, the things on the internet. Yeah,
1: this one it's the it's the <laughs> it's the patriots, the founding fathers, you know, <laughs> holding up the Declaration of Independence. For, give me liberty, or give me death. Unless there's a virus with a 99% recovery rate, in which case, strip me of my freedoms, my job, my constitutional rights, and
2: put me under house arrest. (laughs) Okay, that's just brutal. (laughs) But you know, you get it from all kinds of sides. Oh, you see it everywhere. You see it everywhere. Anyway, so if you've been a longtime listener of this show, thank you, thank you, thank you. It is our 25th anniversary show. and It's a weird thing. And a million downloads. I remember the first show we did, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I was shaking. As was I.
1: I was sh- And we shaking. had one of the more interesting calls. And I say that because I remember one of the callers. First of all, we, we staged a couple. I had my friend Dan Dice call. He, he was one of the callers. Well, because we, well,
2: we were afraid someone. He yeah. had a real question. Yeah. You just asked him to call. Yes, of course.
0: So and this
1: is when we would actually. It was 25 years ago. We are just started, first show. And then there was another uh, caller. I think we had three or four calls. Where is Dan Dice now? I, he lives. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Keep going. I th- he's retired. He um he headed up one of the earthquake things in California, oh. earthquake and anyway. Um, fortunately, there was no big earthquake under his watch. He got kind of got lucky. It's a good job when there's not, right? <laughs> anyway, the call, this caller gets on the phone and says, "I'm really nervous. I've never been on the radio before." I don't remember. That. I'm thinking, I buddy. That. You think you're nervous? You can just hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. I gotta somehow keep an audience for the next 25. We uh,
2: we were nervous, and uh, uh, we had a board operator producer of the show, Lou Agasecki, who helped us out over the years.
1: We would oh. every week we would do a little, a little so, post meeting. So anyway, we're taking a quick break. This is all worth money matters. Scott Hansen, Pat will be right back.
0: Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money
1: Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean, 25 years on the air. We started, here's how, by the way, here's how we started this program. I'm sure you remember the story, Pat. So we were relatively young in our... Um, with we had handsome McLean was the name of our company at the time that we started in 1993, and uh, we were we did a lot of work with retirees from Pacific Bell, one of the spinoffs of the of the of AT and T. Back um, then, now it's all back together. And it's but- interesting how things change because back in the in the early 90s, most company pension plans. A lot of them had too much money. They are overfunded in their pension plans. And a company couldn't just say, you know, I'm going to take some of the money and use it for my payroll this, this month. They weren't allowed to do that. So it was locked up in these retirement plans. So you had that, along with technology, was changing the employment requirements for um, the telephone companies. Yes, significantly. So the, they started using their pension plans to offer these buyouts, these enhanced retirement offers for their employees. And I remember the... The biggest case I saw was a 43 year old, who was able to retire with a full pension, lifetime pension, and lifetime medical at 43. Crazy. Because if you had 30 years of service, they guaranteed your pension, and they added this thing added four years to your, your age and four years to your service. She was 17 when she was hired, and um, all of a
2: sudden she, she. When we say retire, she didn't retire. She just left that company as retired retiree she probably went back and got uh, another still, job she's still a client today now i think about it she probably went and got another job she did
1: though. she took a pension lump sum rolled it over and it's worth substantially i mean it was a great thing anyway my point is this is how we we started early on and then we, i mean we wanted to grow our advisory business our financial we we thought we had a better business model than most out there and our education approach and the, our fiduciary mindset and so we were looking at different ways to grow the organization you remember this so we went and visited a we visited a few different other financial advisors just to see how they ran their businesses and how they did some certain things. And and uh, there was one that we had talked to that had done a radio show and he just said how good it was for him. Both uh, it, it, He said it kept him sharp because every week when he showed up, he had to make sure he was on top of everything, kept him really sharp. And it was it helped the community. And he said as a byproduct, he says, you got to do it a long time, but as a byproduct, it's good for brand recognition and it's good for your business. And, and so I remember we visited this person, we came back and, I think, Pat, you you just called up a program manager at um, Talk 650. A, yeah, KSTE, a smaller,
2: small station. It was a small station in went, Sacramento at the time. Went and met with him, and he said, sure. And this was long, 25 years ago, there was not a lot of financial talk shows on the air. In fact, in Sacramento at the time, there was only one, Bob Brinker. I don't know if he's still broadcast or not. I don't know not. if he's still broadcast or not. Now, there are a dime a dozen. There's a gazillion of them. Um, you know. There are dime a dozen. A lot of them there to that show their annuities and life insurance products, which, uh, if you're a listener of this show, you know we're pretty negative on. But um, and we try never to promote products um, or our firm. Occasionally, we'll promote our firm on the air because we are in business and we do like yep. business. But that's and not then the with I think it was
1: within a year we were brought over to the, the number one. Um, talk format in the uh, Sacramento region KFBK K- K- which we still broadcast on today so the 25, 25 years 25 years yeah incredibly clear and also to we were just uh, just hit a milestone of a million downloads of our podcast which so, we think is pretty exciting as well
2: if you're a podcast listener if you enjoyed this show at all please share it with a friend or even an acquaintance or someone that you meet for the first time we don't care who you share it with as it long is as you strange, share it. You know,
1: 25 years. And I know a lot of our listeners are nearing retirement or retirement. It's funny how life goes because um, in some ways it feels like a long time ago. In other ways, it just feels like. <laughs> some, days, <laughs> I mean, some days take forever, but the years fly by, right? I guess that's kind of what it is, isn't it? I remember because when, when we started the program, my wife was pregnant with our first child. and uh, Little Jessica. Not so little anymore. Matter of fact, and we'll go back to the here in a moment. Um, like, like a lot of us, college kids back home. So she'd been back home for the last two months.
2: And you drove with her to Denver, That's did you That's why I'm
1: not? bringing up. I, just, I flew this week. That's why oh, I'm it up. So you drove there. So she wanted. She came home. She, she was in grad school in Denver. This so thing came out. They kind of told everyone to get back home or whatever. So she came back. I mean, everyone left her apartment building. She was in an apartment building in downtown Denver. And so she came home, and all of her classmates all scattered everywhere. Two of her classmates tested positive for the virus, by the way. Um, and she had a nasty, one of the worst flus she'd had before. Your daughter did. Yes. So she may the have had it. She, who, I don't know. I mean, yeah, two out, out of 20-some-odd students, yeah. 10% of her class tested positive. Anyway, so she comes home for two months, has been with us the last two months, and now she's She's still finishing school online. It's not quite the same. But some of her friends are coming back to Denver. So she's, and she's like, right, I'm ready to get back on with my life. I'm going to be graduating here in a few more weeks. And she's actually starting a small business. I helped her get her LLC set up and stuff. And um, she's got, she drove out because she's got this big dog. She's mm-hmm. always a great thing. And she got it in college without telling her parents. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, we drove back to uh, Denver on uh, Wednesday of this week. Left at 4 in the morning and drove all the way through to Denver. Oh, you and, drove straight through? And so then a 16-hour drive? Yeah, it's a 16-hour drive. It's a long drive. Uh, a little more than 16 hours. And then um, got up early the next morning and went to the airport, which was strange. But a couple things strange. One, the tra- there was actually some traffic in Denver at 7.30 in the morning driving to the airport. You were kind of surprised. Interesting. It's like stop and go for a little bit. But the airport, I've flown in and out of Denver Hundreds of times. I'm not exactly I mean, it's just it's a big hub, so you go yeah, through there a lot. Yeah, especially we're
2: on the West Coast. You, yeah, go, you go to through the East Denver Coast a lot. And a lot. I've,
1: I've been in, I checked in security at Denver a hundred times probably over the years. I have an office there and stuff. It was the strangest feeling because you, you, in Denver, you kind of look down because you, you take an escalator down to where the, there's the security is. There's two main security things. And normally there's, I don't know, 500 people, thousands people. Huge lines, yes. Massive, yeah. massive. There was maybe twenty five people in total, and I'm TSA pre check. I'm also got the clear where you can go through the clear. Yeah, there's nobody in the TSA line. Nobody in the clear line. I go through the clear and they look at. I had to move my face mask for just a moment, and then I go to the put my bag through the thing. There was only one person. It's like a different world. Were the concessions open? So the concession, I'll get back to these okay. calls here in a minute, but I've, you
2: find it, I think. Yeah, I yeah. haven't been on a plane so in the,
1: yeah, so 10 So I went to my, term, my uh, terminal, and the concession, uh, I was wondering the same thing, but yet yeah, it was open. So I get this burrito, and all the chair, the tables are still there, but the chairs are all removed, and they're all stacked to the sides. So you can't sit at the tables, but yet if I look right down by the gate, all the people are lined. Oh,
2: it's They're all, the chairs there, they're all. Still there. But you can't
1: sit at the table and buy the concession. You've well, got to go... Try. S- they're
2: trying. They're, 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 uh, they don't know what they're supposed uh, yeah, they're, to be doing. Yeah, everyone's trying their best. Yeah, so... A-
1: and then uh, getting on the plane... How many
2: people were on the plane? Maybe 40 people as a Southwest flight. Which is probably a quarter full, full 20% yeah, full.
1: And um, I sat in the emergency rows. If anyone flies Southwest much, it's where there's there's only two seats in front of you. So there's that, all that leg room, because I'm 5'6". I need a lot of leg room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But, um, And no one sat next to me in the entire row. Oh. And you didn't get the early bird
2: check-in on uh, They didn't road. even offer it. Oh, which is nice of them. It was a really it's not strange like experience. Scott and I tra- are like world travelers for pleasure, but there, no, no, our, a, our, our, yeah. our business was, does require was, us to travel. So.
1: Up until this, I was traveling three weeks out of the month. Yeah. For a, uh, I would prefer... And an, I'm going to be much less now that I've gotten proficient with Zoom, as yes. will a lot of people. Changes the business. So, anyway, we've been talking we a lot go. about ourselves, but here okay. we go. Let's back the call. Let's 8- talk about you for a while. 833 worth to join the number here. Let's, uh, we are in Carmichael talking with Carl. Carl, you're with All Worse Money Matters.
5: Good morning. Hi, Carl. Hi. How can we help you? Uh, I had a question. I've read a lot about the new, uh, legislation that was passed by Congress and signed into law about, uh, Postponing uh, this year's uh, required minimum distribution from a retirement account. And one thing I've never got a clear answer on is whether – when I, if I postpone that MR, MR, RMD into next year, whether it will be taxed as income next year, which would mean that I would have a double distribution if it was taxed next no. year. So that was a concern of mine. Yeah.
2: Nope. It's, it's – it's it's not a deferral; it's a suspension. So they didn't defer it okay. into next year; they just suspended it for this year.
5: So it's just suspended completely. So it's not a taxable event. Then when I do receive it,
2: no, 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 it's a taxable uh, event. You just don't have to take it this year. So they they yeah, never they didn't
5: change
1: they didn't change it. They just said so, and and so next year it'll be you'll have to take a required minimum distribution based upon the account value. Of twelve thirty one two thousand
2: twenty, whatever your, that is,
1: and your life expectancy, based upon your life expectancy, but you don't have to take
2: two next year. It's
1: not like you have to do double or next yeah. year.
2: Anything. and you pay taxes on it as ordinary income next year. You just don't have to take one this year.
5: That's still not clear to me. If I defer that, my two thousand. You're not deferring. You're not.
2: There is no required minimum
1: distribution this year. It Does not exist. No Pretend like you're sixty nine or the old age yeah. so, seventy one.
5: So, so when I take it next year. And then I still have to take one for 2021. No, you no, don't. No, no, you don't
1: have to take a 2020. It's like it doesn't exist. You're right, Carl. There, there's zero required minimum distribution
2: requirements for you. So just pretend okay. if this never happened. Next year, you do the calculation based on the 1231 value of 2020 and your well, life I expectancy. That. But this year, it so, it doesn't exist. It's like you were fifty or fifty five or sixty. It doesn't. There's no required minimum distribution.
5: So I won't receive a ten ninety nine for for a retirement that's, distribution. That's for that, right for two thousand.
2: Unless you've taken something already, have you taken
5: it? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Then
1: no, you nope. won't. You will not receive a ten ninety nine. They will not send you a notice saying here's what you're supposed to be taking this year. It doesn't exist. You don't have to worry okay. about
5: it. Yeah. So that's that's a nice windfall for me.
1: Okay. Yep. You now you might want to you, you might want to um, and it may, may or may not make sense but you might want to look at doing a Roth conversion with some portion of that if you're not going to and the reason we state that typically those that are required minimum distributions they've got more money in their retirement accounts than they need um, which is why they're only taking what's required of them uh, so it could this this provides a good window to look at taking some what would otherwise have to be distributed to take some or all of that dollar amount and convert it to a Roth IRA, which does two things. One, it's going to lower the amount of money in your account that's stuck for required minimum distributions next year and going on. And two, it's going to be tax-free income that you can pass to your heirs. And
2: it depends on your marginal income, and you should be doing that calculation every year whether they've suspended the required minimum distribution or not.
1: Yeah, you can't convert the required minimum distribution, but you can convert, convert dollars above and beyond that if if you were so inclined. Or you could have a portion of that required minimum distribution to go directly to a charity um, and then convert some dollars above and beyond the Which required minimum both distribution. both great tax. Yeah, so lots strategy. of things to look at. But if you're over age, uh, well, it used to be 70 and a half, and they just moved it. December 31st, they made it 72, and then in March of this year, they eliminated it for this year.
2: Which is a strange... Uh, this, th- th- why this was included in the CARES Act.
1: I mean, it's like the last call. Oh, it's a windfall for me is what he said, right? Yeah.
2: Why, why this was included in the CARES Act. And what Act
1: this does for the taxpayer, the treasury...
2: Is, is negative. It's negative. And the people that take required minimum distributions that have to take required minimum... Typically don't need the money or don't need it that much. They use it as tax planning around their... Yeah. So anyway, And I'm not
1: begrudging those. I oh,
2: mean, listen, good for I'm glad they did it. I just don't understand why they did it. You're glad for our clients they did it. Oh, correct. My, yes. Yeah, my job is to represent the clients, yes, I but understand. I don't understand why in all this legislation and this things that they're cramming through Congress um, and having the president sign was just, I, out of all the things in the, Let's focus on those people that have more money in their retirement accounts
1: than they need and tell them they don't actually have to pay taxes on it this year.
2: That's what they did. Yeah, versus what they really should have been thinking about is, does this $600 match unemployment actually make sense across the border? Should we match it on a pro rata basis as to what the state is paying out? That's the conversation they should have had. My 18-year-old son, 19-year-old son, was explaining to me how ludicrous this idea was that he should get $600 a week he, plus his hundred dollars a week in unemployment benefits, so he gets seven hundred dollars a week, and that it takes away all motivation to go back to get a job. He was telling you that. Where's he 19. gonna make? Where's he gonna be making that kind of money part time? He's nineteen. He understood the economics. He said, "Look,
1: well, I'm glad I got so it." He's making fifty grand a year. Uh, if, uh, if, all, if how ran, long will it pay? It well, only a couple months. Well, right?
2: it, until. July, but they're talking about extending gotta, to the end they, of the I got
1: to tell you, they, if Congress does not – I can forgive the first time. So this is
2: my 19-year-old son who, who recognizes the benefits to himself but recognizes the disincentive it is to him and all his friends to enter the workforce, which they would normally do.
1: Crazy. I remember years ago I worked with a gentleman, and he had a plaque on his desk that said, "tin Stuffle. T-I-N-S-T-A-A-F-L. Tens to full. I and mean, the first time I saw this, I said, what the heck is tens to He says, there is no such thing as a free lunch. That's actually pretty good, right? Just to remind him. There's right. a cost
2: associated with so everything. So your
1: 19-year-old son kind of understands this. Yeah. Someone's going to have to pay back these dollars
2: at some point in time. Well, he, he said, what about the small businesses that actually need people like me to uh. work there? Look, there's a... It's a disincentive. Look, you know, I understand on, why they did it.
1: Yeah, and it was like a panic. Look, I mean, it was a panic. I, I can forgive all this
2: early I understand on. why they did it. Now, talking about extending it to the end of the year when you had time to step back and actually look at this. I have friends that own restaurants. They're telling me, look, some of them which have started under law being able to open, that some of their employees are not coming back because they make more money. That's yes, right.
1: A friend of mine is a, in the uh, general contracting business doing work on apartment complexes in the Bay Area. And someone in the Bay Area said, you know, we, we, it, it's not essential unless it's low income housing. So if it's not low income housing, you must cease your, your construction. So he had to lay off a bunch of employees. He, he got the PPP money, tried hiring back. He's got 10 employees who wouldn't come back because of the unemployment benefits.
2: Okay. So he can't. Yeah. Unintended. He can't fully get back to work because he can't. All right. Well, let's it's our 25th anniversary, Scott. Not <laughs> you and I, but of the radio show. Let's let's, let's kind of get it up. I know, up but here. you know, Pat, we we've been working together almost 30 years. I know that. And it's been a pleasure for you the whole time?
1: <laughs> 26 of those years. <laughs>
2: That's a great partnership. Twenty-six hey, hey, out of seven, thirty years. Seventy-five percent of the time. <laughs> it's a it's the same grade I graduated it's from. High. Any sort of relationship. There we
4: go. <laughs>
1: all right. Uh, if you want to be part of the program, this is all Worth's Money Matters. Allworth Financial Money Matters with Scott Hanson and Pat McLean. We're in Colorado, talking with Margaret. Margaret, you're with all Worth's Money Matters.
6: Good morning, Scott and Pam. Good morning, this is Margaret.
3: Margaret. Hi.
6: Thank you for taking my call. Here is my question. I have bank CD, both in traditional IRA and Roth IRA. account, can't mature this week.
1: Oh, uh, bad timing!
6: And I do not know where to put the money. The bank is only paying one point five percent interest for five years. And um, and you I'm have it a five-year-old. Go ahead,
2: Margaret. Uh, uh, how old are you?
6: Sixty-five.
2: And do you uh, own anything else other than bank CDs?
6: I own the property.
2: Okay. But you don't have any money in stocks or bonds.
6: Well, I had it. I sold it, you know, uh, a couple of months ago when this pandemic happened. It was spooky. Okay. So I sold them all. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) Here's the challenge, right? So every time we hear about the Fed's lowering interest rates to spur economic growth, what they're doing is two things. One is they're making the cost of capital the cost of money for companies cheaper right so if you're producing widgets and you want to produce more widgets heck money's super cheap i'll borrow some more money i can hire some more employees i can build a bigger factory we can produce more widgets so that's one consequence so that's to get the economy going but the other uh, thing that happens with lower interest rates it spurs investors to look beyond traditional savings accounts so it looks to someone like margaret who well, you've got these CDs that are coming due, and you're thinking, "What the heck? They're going to offer me 1.5% if I lock my my money up for five years? Surely there's got to be something better than that." So what it encourages, or what it attempts to encourage, is for someone like Margaret to say, "You know what? I'm not going to really. I'm I'm going to go invest in something different. I'm going to go. I'm going to go buy some stocks in the company. I'm going to go loan some money to companies." I'm going to go buy some real estate. I'm going to go invest somewhere else that's going to help with economic growth. The challenge with that is you're 65 years old. You've realized your own risk tolerance several weeks ago when you sold stocks when they were at their lows. So
2: you don't really have a lot of options other than to grin and bear it. So what, one of the things is, is you look at it, and Scott is 100% right, which is if you're going to get a higher rate of return over that of U.S. Treasuries or bank CDs, which are backed by the U.S. government, anything above and beyond that is going to require some risk. So you want a higher rate of return, but you want the same risk, and, you, and it doesn't live. In fact, I heard a commercial the other day where they said targeted eighteen to twenty percent returns in uh they they couched it as some sort of risk free real estate investment do you still live in that ad yes, and I thought still? to myself, how disingenuous can you be. To imply that there's no risk and at the same time you can get a targeted. They didn't say targeted. I could say targeted. they run this ad still in the yes. midst of this environment? They're, they're, I remember they were before. They're, they're tone deaf. deaf. Yes, I heard one the other day.
1: Well, they're deaf. not even getting that kind of rent. We so- all know <laughs>
2: So, Margaret, here is what you, you – you have a choice. You could buy U.S. Treasuries, which you're going to pay um, – Even less. Even less. You buy bank CDs, or you could go – which would my recommendation is go to an online bank, and you're going to get a little bit higher yield than what you're going to receive at a local bank.
6: I did. I went to the online Google uh, the 5-year rate is 1.5%. No,
2: oh, and what bank what bank was it with? Did you look at Synchrony Bank or uh, oh, I, did. It,
6: I have, actually I do have a Synchrony Bank. That's the one. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's the when we have the 10-year treasury right now is yielding 0.6%.
2: Yeah. I mean that's just Yeah, so you're not going to if you're going to get the highest rates from those online banks? Uh, and if that's what they are, that's what they are.
6: So, uh, single Bank uh, is any bank you recommend? I would. Well,
1: I would one? go to bankrate.com. dot com. That's a Bankrate
2: Yeah, and look for I the highest yield. Yep, and that's what that's. So, what, the what do bank. you
1: what 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 were you hoping that we were going to provide on this call? Just out of curiosity.
6: Well, um, just uh, I know you guys are uh, experts, so just uh, I. So I was just wondering, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there's okay. not... I mean, it's so frustrating. I, I feel for
1: event. you. There's no man. I mean, I just said on the last call, it tends to fall. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Listen, right? So
2: In the- my own portfolio, I had some bonds come due on Wednesday. In my own personal portfolio, I had a little bit of bonds come due on Wednesday, and I actually don't know what I'm going to do with them yet. Um, but they're not a lot of great alternatives in risk-free investments. So I would recommend... I wouldn't buy five years... I'd buy, I'd buy uh, 12 months or less. I wouldn't go out five years. It's just not worth it. It's not, the, 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 the difference in the yields is so minimal to lock your money up for five years. It's not worth it. So it's I'd go out and buy 12 months or less.
6: Yeah. Or just 12 months, uh, yeah. like, oh. like 12 months, CD. But I read some article talk about because the uh, pandemic, you know, the virus thing, you know, will last for a while, maybe okay. three, five years. The market of pro- property, you know, uh, anyway. Well, I don't.
2: I'm not that but, smart, nobody, no,
1: nobody knows. And one <laughs> of the challenges, if you lock into a five year, and we have a high a time of high inflation, and you're stuck with a bond, a CD that's paying one point five percent, and inflation's running four or six or ten percent. I don't know what inflation's gonna. Nobody knows. What we know is that things are priced now based upon what the our collective belief of the
2: future is going to be. So when there's new information.
1: Things could change.
2: But but in my mind, the difference between what you're receiving on a one-year versus locking it up for five years is not worth that risk.
4: I see. You no. can
2: always okay. roll it over in 12 months. Is the interest rate's going to be the same? I have no idea. 1.5, if it was a number that was actually giving you some finance, it's just not enough money. There's not enough difference in what they call the spread, the yield, in order to actually buy on a longer-term bond CD. For five years, I would buy personally. You called and asked the question. I would accept a lower yield by a 12 month. And yeah. uh, I, in, in your particular situation, you should stay away from equities. hundred percent. And you know, uh,
1: what we don't know though, your entire situation. Don't really have time on this program. Every once in a while, I see a situation where an immediate annuity makes sense for somebody. That's where somebody gives up a chunk of cash in exchange for kind of like a lifetime pension, the challenge with that, again, rates are so low, the payouts are going to be so low.
2: But for people that have zero risk tolerance... It can make sense, assuming that you are purchasing the annuity from a reputable firm.
1: But it's just like CDs. There's, there's so there's, much garbage yeah. out there. And it's just like looking at CDs. There's different rates out there and different kind of payouts. and that sort of, It's something to possibly look at, but i not... Anyway... Anyway, we are about out of time, unfortunately, because it's been our 25th year. One millionth podcast uh, so, downloads. At least we
2: And we do appreciate you, you listening. Um, we do appreciate the Very emails we and would comments.
1: Not, we would not have this show if it wasn't for you. And uh, we're grateful for that. And we, we, we sometimes get off topic and banter a little back and forth. Um, every once in a while, someone tells us get back the subject matter.
2: <laughs> yeah, we get those emails, and then it, just as many times as we get emails that say don't talk so much about the subject matter, talk about. Yeah, we other like stuff. we like the other stuff more than the subject matter, but, but um, it's our radio show, so, <laughs> so <laughs> we appreciate the comments.
1: Yeah, and if you think it's good, let your, particularly with podcasts, more and more people are listening via podcasts, and uh, for this. Uh, for, if you find a show that you've got something particularly interesting and someone in your life who would think could benefit from that advice, just forward on that podcast to them. We'd appreciate that. And of, of, as always, we do appreciate when you take the time to go and um, give us a review at uh, wherever you're listening, either. Uh, I was with my daughter and she listens to all our podcasts on Spotify, which I'm a Spotify yeah. subscriber as well, but um, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, I I, don't, but wherever you get your, your podcast is.
2: And we've been doing this through four major economic downturns. I assure you that this too shall pass. Uh, This too shall pass. Uh, So all the things that are happening in your life that seem chaotic, um, they will get better. (laughs) We just don't know when. We just don't know when. And 18 months from now.
1: Now, who knows when, right? It's anyway, it's been frustrating. Anyway, appreciate the chance to be with you this, this weekend as always. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic rest of the weekend. This has been Scott Hansen and Pat McLean of Allworth Financial's Money Matters.
0: This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.